Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records, the One Scene Unity comp. It's out. Go stream it on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you use. It's amazing. Shout out to everybody that bought a CD or pre-ordered a shirt. That's greatly appreciated. Vinyl is on the way. Uh, I'll have more info soon. Shout out to From Within Records for supporting us. On today's episode, we tracked down Dominic, the singer of Simulacra. If for some reason you have no idea who this Delaware-based band is, hit pause, head over to the One Scene Unity comp, check out their new track on the comp titled Fury, or head over to their Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, and stream their demo or their latest EP, Tales from the Fevered Subconscious awesome music so go check them out if you haven't heard them yet but shout out to dominic for coming on the podcast it was great to be able to sit down and talk to him pick his brain we went off the deep end we got into some serial talk if you're a fan or you know of the podcast serial it's something that i'm still obsessed with uh, and i'm speaking on season one season two is probably the weakest one season three is okay but season one I'm just a weirdo and I'm still obsessed because I, in my opinion, there's no uh, clear path to who did what. It, everything's just still so muddy. Yeah, there's, uh, I feel like a lot of um, uh, he said, she said stuff. There's uh, not a whole lot of concrete evidence that shows exactly who did what. And it, it just still bugs me to this day. I, I sit there and I think about this girl was murdered and nobody really knows who did it there the the fingers were pointed there was somebody who was convicted but in my opinion there's not a whole lot of real evidence that proved that he murdered that girl so it it still trips me out and uh it's highly contested i've I've spent countless hours in the subreddit and i I could still go on for it I've, i've toyed with the idea of even doing a whole podcast about it maybe i will one day who knows but Check it out if you haven't. Seriously, if you've never heard of Serial, don't listen to my podcast. Hit pause on my podcast. Go go seek out Serial. It's awesome. Shout out to Sarah Koenig uh, and everybody at This American Life for putting out such an awesome podcast. But seriously, without further ado, strap in and enjoy this conversation that I had with Dominic. Thank you. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Dominic. What's going on, man? Dude, uh, not much. This is uh, awesome. i just stoked to have you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, Simulacra. I, I've had on Xavier in the past, so I'm just stoked to finally have you on the podcast. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Uh, I think it's the first time I've ever done anything like this, so definitely uh, a little interesting. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'm, I'm honored that you were willing to come on the podcast. Uh, just for everybody listening, can you talk about um, where you're from? And obviously, I, you're, you sing for a band called Simulacra. Yeah, um, I'm from Maryland. Uh, well, I was born and stuff. Uh, I sing for a Delaware-based band called Simulacra. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That you know, I just assume that you lived in the uh, Delaware area. Um, how'd you link up with those no, guys? Man, yeah, it's it's kind of funny because uh, you know, I I, uh, I grew up going to Baltimore shows, really, um, like around the art space and whatnot. But uh, for a long time, uh, the art space shut down, which is like that was like everyone's main Baltimore venue. You know what I mean? So after that, there was like shows here and there, like maybe like like once or twice a year. But like it wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. I was like, I gotta find other places to fucking go. And so that was right around the time when I started going to Philly shows. And I was like, man, like all these people are fucking cool. I, I connect really well with all these people, you know? And so ever since, it's been like a straight, like, friendship with all these people down in Philly and Delaware. And I'm so glad that I'm actually really glad that happened. Like, I love Baltimore, you know, with all my heart. Cause that's originally where I first started going to shows and stuff. But, you know, I love Philly and Delaware. And 
you know, Philly and Delaware is mainly one big thing. So that's like, that's really where I found like a lot of my friends and shit, you know? I, I couldn't even imagine uh, just being in, in spot and like shows happening so infrequent, just one or two shows that, that pop up. That, that's crazy. Yeah, I feel like I, I'd definitely be fiending for more and uh, I would have to you know venture out. That's how it was for me when I was younger. We, uh, well, uh, me and my friends out in the Palm Springs area, we barely oh, had yeah. a scene. Yeah, my, my buddy is Steve Kippel. He would book like uh, some of the best shows. Uh, in my opinion, he he brought out so many awesome bands to the desert. But it, it wasn't happening that often, just because there was no legit venues. So we would have to you know get in a car, drive two hours west to go to the Inland Empire or to L.A. to, oh. to catch a show. Dude, ah, uh, like I, the exact same thing, man. Like we would have to drive hours just to see a band. Like it was like that for so long. And after a while, we just found our friends. We just started driving, like, to Philly every weekend. Because, like, it's like every single show is in Philly. Like, like Philly was the first time I saw All at War. And I was like, holy shit, this is, like, fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like, it was insane. You know, because, like, right after, I think the first band I ever saw was Trapped Under Ice, you know? Okay. And I would see them, like, I would see them, like, every weekend. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this incredible thing fucking going to these shows and seeing all this stuff and it just stopped and i was like holy shit i gotta keep on going to this shit and so i would beg my friends because i was way too young to drive you know what i mean and so uh i was just begging my friends to be like yo like just go to this show with me and they're like all right whatever and they would just take me they just drive up to philly and like sometimes they just even hang out in the car wouldn't even go in and just be me going in and i just leave right after you know what i mean that's crazy so, yeah a lot of a lot of weekends doing that <laughs> but I'm just dude. Like, if I well, how long is that drive from? Uh... Dude, I think like depending on if there's traffic or not, it could take up to the, the shortest amount of time it could take is probably like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes it would take like three and a half, and it's like, oh my god, dude. But I'm used, I'm used to it now. I mean, like, I feel like I'm in Philly every weekend. Like, because I have a I have a girlfriend up there, and I feel like I'm always there. So. Yeah, I'm just tripping out that your friends would take you and just not even want to go in. Because I'm like, dude, you travel all that way. Like, the least you could do is just dude, you know, go inside the show. Like, I would literally beg these people. Like, I was like, this like like 13, 14 year old being like, yo, like, please just like take me to the show. And they're like, all right, whatever. It only happened a few times that they didn't go in, but you know, <laughs> I would be begging like, yo, please take me to the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So th- when you were uh, you know that young and those hardcore shows just stopped back home, was that just because the the venue just wasn't you know popping off anymore, or what? Caused yeah, I mean, basically, down? like the art the art space was like a totally like a DIY venue. Um, there were actually two art spaces. I was going to the second one. I was way too young for the first one, but they were both like totally DIY. I think towards the end, people were just doing like like stupid ass shit. Like I remember the last show I went to there, people were like fucking lighting off fireworks and stupid ass shit i mean whatever but so it got closed down because i guess the the actual venue owners or whatever like found out yeah, yeah i was getting kind of crazy towards the end so i think they just shut it down because of that that's crazy yeah and, yeah. The, and then yeah there was another venue we had um and then they shut that shit down so it was like fuck man it's, it's like <laughs> come on you know <laughs> And back then, when you were that young, uh, how'd you even get into hardcore? Was it just, you know, friends talking about music, or was it just, like, the internet? I think uh, through the internet, but also through, like, just school. You know, I would see these, like, fucking t-shirts and shit. I'd be like, what the fuck is that, you know? And one time, I think I met this dude there, and he took me to a show in, around the Maryland area, like, kind of, like, outskirty. And uh, that was when I first saw, like, my first ever hardcore band, you know? And it was fucking, like, when I was younger, it was, like, the scariest shit I've ever seen, you know? I was like, holy fuck, this is, like, insane. I think, I'm trying to think of what band it was. I think it was either, like, probably, like, Paper Trail or, like, this band from Genie Beast called Pushing On. It's probably one of one of the two, but it was, like, just, it was, like, mind-blowing. Like, and ever since, I literally have not stopped, like, ever since. <laughs> but... Yeah, I I can't even imagine just like giving up on it because th- that's exactly how I was when I first got into it. I, I just was just so intrigued and just had to uh, you know know everything. I I was just wanting to you know research bands and just try to figure out as much music as I can because before I even got into hardcore, I was just like some you know kid just trying to figure 
out live. I was like, you know, freshly in high school, I had no friends and just really played video games and didn't really do like other stuff. So when I came across hardcore and uh, was just really into the music, that's something that like I just really identified with and was just like super into it from the very beginning. Dude, I mean, honestly, same, you know, like uh, when I got into it, uh, a lot of my friends were into it and they're a lot older than me. And they, uh, they like totally fucking dropped out or whatever and just stopped listening to this shit, you know? They were like, ashamed of it in a weird ass fucking way and i was like whatever like fuck you guys because i was super into it you know uh been through a lot of really shitty times and it got me through a lot of shit you know and so i just i definitely know like it is one thing i'm never just gonna let go of you know just because just because of like how much uh it's gotten me through mm-hmm. you know it's kind of incredible sometimes i think about it and it's like all these horrible situations even like super young um you know, it's, it has, uh, it's gotten me through. So, you know, I definitely, uh, very thankful to have it sometimes. Yeah. I, I remember being really young and I, I the thought of, uh, or well, I, at that point early on, I'd never even like, you know, knew what like a dropout was. I just assumed that we were in this community and like, that was it. Like nobody really like turned its yeah. back on it. So exactly, I, man. Yeah. I, I remember it's, I, it's I had so fucking weird. It's like, it's so fucking weird to me. The idea of a dropout It's like, how are you going to be super into something? And then just fucking drop it the next day. Like, you would have to fucking kill me. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just how I think about it. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, it's like such a, like, a huge part of my life. I couldn't imagine waking up and then it just, you know, being gone. Like, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd have to, you know, try to fill. I, I, yeah, it would be just such a weird thing to me. So I couldn't even imagine it. But when the older friends that I had dropped out, sold out, I, I was just I remember being super bummed out and it just didn't make any sense to me because like I, I looked at them and I'm like dude you guys were the one who kind of put me on got me into so much stuff and then you guys are just you know happy to just disappear and I was, it just didn't make any sense but then I just remember I was like all right whatever that sucks but I can't let them ruin it for me like I'm just gonna keep going I was like I'll just figure it out on my exactly, own exactly man exactly yeah that's that's definitely how it should be you know like I understand like life changes a hundred percent you know. Like I said, I've been through a lot of fucking life changes, a lot of bullshit, you know, but uh, to, to sit there and be like, yeah, this shit is garbage or this shit is wax, you know, just because of some like weird ass, whatever situation you're in that caused you to be that way is super fucking weird to me, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man, it's like the whole part of your life is just like, all right, it's like, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I think about it. So uh, have you been in any other bands before Simulacra? I was in one band. Uh that was Baltimore based. It's called uh, Life of Torment. It's kind of like, like '90s metalcore ish in a way, and that went super downhill super fast. I think we were only banned for like two years. So <laughs> I consider I consider Simulacra my first band. But <laughs> okay, that's fair. I I, yeah. I I I used to be in a band like back in the day, but I don't even like go around like telling people about it like hey i used to be no, in the I, band like only like on the podcast I'll, I'll talk about it but like outside of that if anybody asks me I'm like no i haven't done anything oh yeah <laughs> it's super funny because you know i i love my old band but uh it's just they went downhill so fast i was like yeah you know we were all super young man and like it was just, it was just fun anyway we got to play a bunch of cool shows and that was it nothing i'm ashamed of i love i love the music but, but uh just we were young you know shit happens and we're all in different bands now and this is how it goes yeah, and uh, since uh, obviously like you've gotten older and your know, time has passed, have you ever thought about starting another band locally? Oh, uh, it's been in the talks. Actually, uh, hopefully it, everything works out with it. Um, yeah, personally, I would love to. You know, I'm from a little bit outside of Baltimore. I'm from I'm from Frederick, Maryland, so it's probably about forty five minutes to an hour out. But I w- I would love to, man. You know, it's, it's funny because like when I was younger. Um, you know, Baltimore was the only place that you would find anyone relatively into, you know, punk music or hardcore music in general, you know, and it's so weird. And it's, it's such a growing thing because even here I can, I can go like to my downtown area and I see people with like, like, like trapped and dry shirts or like these local band shirts. It's like, Whoa, like I, when I was younger, I would have never seen that, you know? So it's, it's, it's just come to show how, like vastly it's growing like it's it's incredible you know 
Yeah, well, I, I feel like a, a band like Trapped Under Ice, they're very important, not just for your like local scene, but I, I think just for hardcore in general. I, I feel like at one point they were the you know biggest band and uh, you know making a lot of waves, like you know not just in hardcore. I feel like th- they could have been a band that uh, uh, you know outgrew it and you know got pretty big. No, dude, yeah, for sure. Like we're talking about them this whole podcast, but I just feel like to me that is like like a perfect like current hardcore band it's dropping your eyes you know what i mean like perfect influence like perfect fucking everything i've that is probably one of my favorite live performances ever like dropping your eyes the first time ever seeing them i was fucking mind blown you know yeah, my old roommate, uh, he he showed me Trapped in Her Eyes. He was like, "Yo, like you got to check out this uh, this band. They're like super sick." And I I remember this is uh, I, I don't remember what venue was, but I just he just just showed me like a bunch of live videos on YouTube, and then eventually they came out for Sound and Fury, and I've just been a fan ever since. I, I feel like they haven't you know musically like done anything wrong. I, I feel like their whole discography is like super awesome. Yeah, was it was it the Believe music video? I I think I don't even remember, man. My memory's so bad. I think that might have been the one we're talking about. I don't know. But, yeah, that's, it's, like, incredible. You know, I, I first saw that. I think I was, like, just, like, my mom was fucking driving me to a doctor or some shit, and I was watching in her car. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I've never seen anything like this. You know what I mean? I was like, what the hell? But it was awesome, man. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely changed things for me, for sure. Yeah, I'm always, or I've always been curious to, you know, see what they would be like you know, playing a show at home. I feel like that stuff was like, you know, something special. Just see like an awesome band like that in their hometown. Dude, it was it was crazy because uh, right when I started seeing them, you know, it was, you know, obviously like it was it was like crazy. But I think right when I was seeing them was right. I don't know how to explain it. It was like the art space every single time I see them was more packed and more packed it got to the point where like it was so hot and like you couldn't even move an inch to how many people were watching you know, it was crazy it was such an incredible thing you know it's like that many people in such a small room it was crazy like it was crazy <laughs> yeah I, I really hope they uh, keep it going because obviously they put out Heat Wave which I thought was a cool record uh, oh yeah I, and yeah they haven't played a show in a minute right yeah no it's, it's, it's been a, a long time uh, but but I, I hope it you know this, things can align at some point and they can get together and put out another record because I think it would be a shame for them to call it quits there because I feel like they just have so much potential and still could uh, you know keep it going. Yeah, me too, man. Okay, so uh, Simulacra, I had a chance to see you guys for the first time at um, FYA, which I was like super stoked on because at that point I'd only, you know, obviously been able to listen to you guys online. Uh, I had Xavier on the podcast, so I was just a huge fan of the band. So being there at FYA and just uh, seeing the reaction you guys got, I thought was like super sick. It just made me like you guys even more just because the live performance lived up to the, to the music. So I was just curious what your experience was like that weekend. Dude, that whole experience, I feel like went, in a, like five seconds just because like the entire time like i didn't know what to expect like i never thought i'd even be in a, a band anyone even cared about you know like so i never thought i'd ever get the experience to even be on a stage and so just being even on the stage was like i i literally don't even fucking remember you know it's like it's so crazy but it was incredible man like i thank bob all the time even now just for like letting us do that shit and it was just so fun the whole the whole fest was awesome. Like so many of my friends' bands, like playing in one huge fest. Like it was just, it was awesome. You know, I love Payback. Like any Pennsylvania band, I love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Delaware. Like You're the Knife. Like I love all those bands. So it's just like it was like just incredible just to even even be there. You know, even if we weren't playing, I would have had like a totally amazing time. Yeah. No. Um, well, even though it, like it went by so fast for you, yeah, I, I feel like the. The set was super sick, and uh, I was just like blown away. I was like, "Damn, these guys actually sound like so good live." I, I was just so into it. I'm still a fan, so uh, I was stoked to uh, to be able to be there and witness it live. Yeah, we really uh, we actually practice a shit ton, but um, even now, even more so now, I feel like we're uh, once we release uh, these new songs because we're writing for an EP. I just feel like it would be even better, man. You know, I'm just really excited for that and just future shows once shows open up and just want to do more. You know, I want to tour. We've got a few offers, but obviously, like, we couldn't do anything because of the whole virus. But I'm just really excited. 
to do more things in the future. You know, I follow Xavier on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and he posted uh, yesterday like a, a screenshot, and it looked like you know it was like five songs. And I'm guessing that's all for the new record. Is, is there anything you can talk about, or is that uh, or is it too early? Um, we yeah, we were writing. Um, I mean, it's really, 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 really early, so it's probably not going to be out for a while. But I'm just excited for it, man. You know, okay, it's going to be out on Your Case. Oh, okay. PYC, shout out uh, Lennon. Um, yeah, shout out my dude Lennon. He's always been putting on for us like since day one. You know, it's like it's crazy. You know, he's supported both of my bands. You know, it's like since I was young. Yeah, I've known him for a long ass time. Yeah, he's um, w- when I look at Lennon, I I feel like he's just like one of those brilliant minds in hardcore where he he like I feel like he understands it as a whole, and I feel like he has. Uh, uh he can tell like uh you know good bands uh good music because if you look at like the bands that he's put out on his record label i feel like so many hitters uh you know obviously love you guys uh, i think cedar pain is amazing and just I, I yeah i just look at him i just like yeah i think he's just like one of those brilliant minds in hardcore so I, i'm just stoked to uh you know to have been able to have him on or have him on the podcast and just to be able to talk to him i, I think he's awesome i gotta listen to that one I didn't, I didn't even know you had him on yeah he's a fucking mastermind man it's like literally every single band he's put out has been good you know and I don't, I don't know. Truly, I don't know how he does it, but it's like every single thing he puts out is good. Yeah, and he just know he he's one of those people that just truly like, truly loves hardcore, and that's why I love being on his label. You know, because mm-hmm. other labels, you know, whatever. I don't know much about it, but uh, a lot of labels like you know fucking will not even respond to uh, messages you fucking send them. You know what I mean? Like in Lennon, like he's just like one one dude that loves hardcore and is putting out releases he likes. So that's that's what I love about it the most, you know, he's always down to help out and he hundred percent supports all of his fucking bands. He puts out and you know, everything, you know? So yeah. Shout out to PYC army. Such a great label. Yeah, for sure. Man. <laughs> shout um, out to the pain. Yeah. Shout out to the pain. Uh, w- w- one question. Uh, obviously I, I don't want to pride too much about the new record, but for the, the demo and, uh, tales from the, if you were, uh, some conscious you guys worked with, uh, Wyatt, um, Yep. And I was just curious, are you guys going to go back and work with him uh, again at the Knife Layer? Oh, man. It's very, uh, it's very, very early, man. Like, I, I hope so, you know. We're going to be writing for a very long time. So, I, like, at this point, anything could happen. Okay. I just know that what we've written, I love so far. And I'm just, I'm really excited to release it. But I hope, I think we are going to go to Wyatt, but I have no idea. <laughs> All right, I, yeah, I, I, I just had to ask because I'm, I'm a huge fan of Wyatt, um, uh, so I, I just love what he's uh, done with you guys. So uh, it, it'd be cool if you guys went back, but um, if you guys don't, yeah. totally understand. At every recording he does, like, it's so cool because we always talk about like every recording he does. It's like we don't know how he does it, but it just gets better and better and better. It's like, bro, like, how did you do better than the last? One? You know what I mean? Like, thinks he's, he's just you know mastering his craft. So yeah, it's 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 crazy because like I remember when we were recording. And I'll be like, dude, like this, like, I really don't like how this sounds. He'd be like, yo, just trust me. Like, let's just do this and this. And he would send me like uh, a new, a new, uh, you know, mix of the track. And I'll be like, yo, like he was totally right. It definitely sounds so much better, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And uh, speaking of your art, uh, I I had no idea that, well, for the longest time, I I know now, but um, you worked with Vane on Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dude. Yeah, I did the uh, record cover and the layout. That's awesome. I, can you talk about what that experience was like? Because I, I remember sure. I, I was going to uh, it was this show with the Regent. It was uh, Code Orange. Uh, I think it was. Why am I drawing like Code Orange, Twitching Tongues, um, Disembodied, and Vain? And I, I feel like I, it was like right around the time Arizona came out, and, and it was just like exploding. Like that, like record was everywhere, and. I was like, holy crap, this is insane. And I, yeah, I, I didn't know until recently that it was you that designed that. So I, I, I thought it was like, super awesome. Dude, yeah. And it's so funny because, like, I said this in a zine recently. I was like, that that album cover was, like, literally, like, years in the making. Like, they asked me to do that when the art space was still open. Like, when, right, like, one of the first shows I ever saw them, like, we started talking about that that record they were, they were going to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just so crazy, like the process and i feel like that was so long ago when we originally first started talking about it um 
but I'm so glad with how, how it turned out. And like the process was amazing. Like I've never I've done a project for that long, you know? And I don't know if I ever will. It was just like the, the process is so awesome. You know, like it was hard at points. Like it was just so everything was worth it at the end. You know, I'll, I'll never take anything back when it comes to that, that uh, album cover. It was just really fun to work on and gave me a lot of other opportunities. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's totally sick because when, when you look at that band and how big they are, and like I feel like that record's really important. So it, it's it's cool to see, uh, you know, your work get out there and just you know think about like how many people love that band and just think about like the amount of records and just your artwork's just spread across the world. I, I think this is like super sick. Yeah, dude, it's it's still like it's still crazy to me because I would go on tour, uh, you know, with Jesus Peace Year of the Knife, and we would go like to Canada or like to Europe and I would these kids would come up to me and they'd be like you're Dominic Cabone and I'd be like what the hell you know like, I'm obviously like I'm not used to that shit I'm not used to people knowing who I am yeah so it's, just, it's crazy and they would have like the artwork saved on their phone and like and they would know like they would know like what other pieces of art I did and it was just it was incredible man I was like wow you know yeah, no, it's, it's super sick. I, I love that people obviously are paying attention and obviously, you know, uh, you know, giving you love and showing you respect for the stuff that you worked on because you definitely deserve it. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's, I've, you know, I've been doing art for a long time and I'm just glad, truly, like, I'm just glad to do things for my friends that I personally love, you know. And outside of, because uh, obviously, like uh, I follow you on Instagram, so I, I've seen the stuff that you worked on with uh, Fantasy Camp, and then I, I know you did stuff uh, with From Within Records. You actually did the um, stuff for the One Scene Unity uh, comp, which I thought was super sick. Oh yeah, man. I mean, yep. Uh, Carter had a very specific vision with what he wanted. Straight up, just told me, and I was like, yeah, I can do that perfectly. You know, it's very like '90s comp. Like I feel like everyone who sees it knows exactly like the whole style of what it is, you know? And I just, I love doing stuff like that. It's probably like my favorite thing to do, just like aesthetically pleasing art, just like late nineties, like vibe art. That's like things that I love, you know? So it's like, it's really fun. And we're going to do more in the future. Did he ask for the color orange or was that your idea? That was my idea. <laughs> um, I think it was a different color at first, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the orange was my idea. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, make, I make everything orange. The Jesus Peace LP was orange. A bunch of things. I, I feel like my go-to color is orange. <laughs> I was going to ask, is that like your signature thing? Um, yeah. I, I don't even I don't even try it for that to be. But it's just like everything I do always just comes out orange. <laughs> Okay, and um, Simulacra, I was actually on the compilation. So, uh, was that cool for you guys to you know be on this with a, like a ton of amazing bands? Oh yeah, man, that comp is fucking awesome. I'm so glad Carter asked for us to be on it. Um, that's all like obviously that's my favorite song we've ever written, and I'm so glad you know we were able to put it out on a comp that like I genuinely love. Like, it'd be easy for me to be like, oh yeah, like our song was the only song that was good or whatever. But like every song. I think it was so good. Like that Age of Apocalypse song was crazy. I love the Restraining Order song. I can't even choose like a favorite track, I don't think, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I messaged Carter because uh, he, he like posted like, oh, like, you know, week one, like, what's your favorite track? And then I messaged him uh, which track was my favorite. And then, I, you know, a couple of days later, I was like, damn. There's so many good songs on this, and then like it just keeps changing. Like, like you know, I, I can't decide on one because yeah, like every band I feel like came together and did like an, a really amazing job, like with coming with like great material. No, truly, yeah, truly. So. Like it's like every week the song that I love like changes. It's like all right, this week like I love to see the pain track. Like the next week I love their training hard track. Like I I love like almost every song I love on it. Yeah, and yeah, it's definitely such a cool thing. So I'm gonna be stoked that. Uh, they they did it. You know, um, it was just yeah. Talking to Carter uh, about it and just like hearing the idea and then seeing it come full circle and just seeing so many like awesome bands on it and then just seeing it get the support that it deserves. I, I yeah, just this whole thing is just like so cool, dude. It, it went crazy. Like, I feel like it was huge. It was awesome. Like I'm so happy for him and I can't wait for the next one, man. Because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like a yearly thing. So I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, and. 
it's something cool because I, I know there were some bands that were scheduled to be on it that uh, had to drop off for some reason. So hopefully they get that yeah, opportunity again. Yeah, it sucks, again. man. It sucks. But I hope I hope uh, they'll be on the next one. Yeah, same here. There's going to be a bunch of crazy bands. Yeah. But I think they're going to be on the next one, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, so we'll just save it for next time. Once he knew he come to. But yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll save it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once he knew he come to coming um, next year, hopefully. Uh, but man, uh, you, you briefly mentioned um, earlier, uh, you guys got, you know, had gotten some offers to go on tour. But obviously, this whole year, I feel like uh, everybody's plans got canceled. So uh, can you talk about like what it's been like for you that, like during this whole time? Yeah, man. I mean, I've just been, uh, I mean, I work, I work a lot, but other than that, uh, I've just been trying to work on art, just trying to release as many things that I love as possible, you know? Um, that's like the main thing out of all this, you know, I, I, that's my favorite thing to do. So really just that, man, and just trying to keep busy and as, as well as work on the music stuff and just stay busy. You know, that's really it. Is there a, a place where people can go and like look at your art? Uh, I have an online portfolio to send, but publicly, uh, my Instagram is probably the best place. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm going to maybe hopefully off air, I can ask you to send me the portfolio because I definitely would like to check it out. Yeah, for sure, man. I'll definitely send it to you. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very work related. So. Oh. It looks a lot different than my Instagram, but I'll for sure send you it. <laughs> Hell yeah! And um, since you, you, you your band's based in Delaware, you, you mentioned you had a girlfriend in Philly. Is there um, has there been any thought about you moving um, out of uh, Maryland area? Oh, that's secret, man. That's oh. secret. No, I'm joking. It's uh, I've been thinking about it, man. You know, it's just like um, there's only obviously there's only two places I'd really move to. Uh, it's either, you know, Baltimore or Philadelphia. Um, I love Delaware, but I don't think I could ever live there. Like, you know, I ask me every week, they're like, yo, you got to move to Delaware. And it's like, I don't know. It's very different, you know, than, than where I live. So like, uh, like how different, because I've never been there. You know, what's crazy is like, I've talked to so many people from the Philly. Oh, have you not been to Delaware? Never. Oh, it's cool. It's like. Depending on where you go, it could be like extremely outskirty and like kind of crazy looking, and it's just like it's just kind of weird. Like I'm a Puerto Rican dude, you know what I mean? Like, I love I love like cities and whatnot. Like that's just like what I've been around. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I definitely want to stay in that. And the, like Philly's way more of that style, you know? Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Delaware though. Don't get me wrong. I I love <laughs> Delaware's hardcore scene. You know, it's like one of my favorite things to do is go to Delaware shows, you know, and I'm hoping, um, and shout out James Austin, man. He's the only one booking Delaware shows and every single show he does is fucking awesome. You know, shout out James but, Austin. I had him on the podcast. Yeah, fucking man. Had him on the podcast. He, I don't even think we even talked about him booking shows. That's crazy. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Dude. He's a man. He books like every Delaware show and everyone is fucking awesome. You know, like, that's like my favorite thing to do is go to Delaware hardcore shows, man. Okay. Yeah. Truly. That's something that I want to do. I, I, I keep telling people and I, I'm not sure I've talked about it on air, but it's like I've, I'm during this whole like pandemic and getting to know people from like so many different spots uh, around the world that are, are involved with hardcore and just so many like legit, like just cool, real people. Um, I just like, I got to start going to these places and experiencing their scenes and like hanging out and meeting them in person instead of, cause it's cool to see people at, at fest. Obviously like it's cool. Like you, you, we all come together for, for the fest, but I want to be able to see what the scene is actually like. Cause um, I feel like, you know, coming in, checking out a fest, that's like cool, but I, I don't think that's like the, the real thing, if that makes sense. No, I totally understand. You would, you would love it, man. I mean, like, the thing is about Delaware is there's so many young kids and that's like an amazing thing. I feel like every single day, like there's another new kid that's from Delaware getting into hardcore and it's awesome. Like there's this band killing me from Delaware and it's like, it's like Tyler from the other night with a bunch of young dudes and they're all awesome. It's like, it's so cool. It's literally so cool to me. Like at that age, I wish I was doing something that cool at that age. Like it's so awesome to me. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely understand. I, you know, being that young, I, I was always wondering what it would be like to be in a band 
but I was just, you know, struggling to figure out how to get to shows. So it, it's, it's something yeah, cool. Yeah, dude, exactly. It's, yeah. it's so cool. And like, it's like right in their backyard. I feel like, like everything's so close for them. And it's just, it's so cool. Like it's awesome. Yeah, and I and I I told Tyler, uh, and I've said it on here publicly. I I think it's awesome that he's uh, you know willing to do that, like you know not too cool or no ego. He's down to you know rock with these younger kids and try to put them on and just you know get something new going in the scene. It, it, it's awesome. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I'm excited for their. I think they're doing new stuff as well, so I'm excited for that. So if, if you can remember before. Uh, the pandemic popped off. What was the scene like uh, back home? Because I know there's like you know I, I know some newer bands popping up from the uh, you know Baltimore area, um, but uh, was things like you know picking back up? Or are there like you know uh, consistent venues? Are you referring to Delaware or Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore area. Baltimore, yeah. There's this one. Um, there's basically one venue we have every show at right now. But Baltimore is fucking awesome, man. I mean, like I said, for a while. Uh, there's there wasn't literally any shows at all, but uh, thanks to Kyle and Shay, that like there is a decent amount of shows now. And it's really cool. Um, I'm glad Simulacra got to play there a few times. Is it, it was really cool, you know. And there's also like in, obviously in Baltimore, there's like new kids every other week. So it's you know, I feel like as soon as the uh, this whole COVID scare thing is over. I feel like Baltimore's gonna be huge, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm really uh, big on that band, Adrenaline. Dude, Adrenaline is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I great, great guys, and uh, my dude Jack. They're all really cool, and Queensway is awesome. And shout out to End It. There's, I, I can name bands forever. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, everyone already already knows all these bands, but they're all they're all awesome bands. I feel like every band from Baltimore is good. You know. I feel like there hasn't been one bad band for Baltimore in like forever, <laughs> which is cool because there's I mean, obviously I hear it um, here and there. You know, people put up new demos, and I'm not a fan, but you know that's whatever. But yeah, it's it's cool <laughs> when you look at those um, <laughs> those bands that you name from Baltimore because uh, they're all awesome, and, and I, I yeah, definitely exactly. love them, and I want to see them all. Uh, you know, do stuff like I. I I've been dying to to get adrenaline on the West Coast. Obviously, Queensway's played out here before; they're awesome. Uh, but I, I I just think uh, they just do amazing out here. Oh, dude, I'm I would love to see them on the West Coast. I feel like they would do so well. You know, like at Sound of Fury or something. I feel like that'd be perfect. Like that's like the perfect setup. You know, I'm imagining it now. Incredible. <laughs> All right. um, yeah, dude, Santa Fury. I'm I'm so sad that this year didn't happen, and it just obviously for for the right reasons, and I I totally understand. But it's just a bummer. Like I, I was hoping to for them to be able to make it and uh, be able to have the fest, but obviously uh, the guidelines here in our state in California, it just wasn't possible. Oh yeah, that was like what what month was that? Like what month did they decide to end it? Because I feel like that was like very in the beginning i'm, I'm not sure uh thing. when they decided to pull the plug because it's kind of a blur when i think back i, I want to say it maybe happened in april or something i'm not sure but yeah they, they definitely oh. um uh they were holding out as long as they could but you know uh they already yeah, i remember they already you know yeah. people bought tickets and they had to uh, keep people informed they didn't want to keep people in the dark when they already you know people like some people already paid their money they you know they, i think they did a really great job at uh, keeping everybody up to date and getting everybody's refunds back so uh it, it was a bummer but i think they handled it well yeah it's so weird because like the last time of year i feel like literally just happened like i was at the last last one and i feel like that just happened so it's kind of weird oh okay did you I, come? I literally i literally totally forgot about um, the most recent one that that got canceled. Like I feel like the last one just happened, but yeah. <laughs> Did you come out here with Year of the Knife? Um, I think I was supposed to, but I just I didn't. I think I just flew myself, and a, me and a bunch of your friends went. Okay, damn. You know what's crazy is I I've talked to so many people that I didn't know last year that were at that fest, and I was like, man, I wish I knew you guys last year because it would have been so cool to see you guys here in California. Dude, I feel like. I mean, same. I feel like there's so many people in there, you couldn't even point out one person. Like, there's literally so many people. Yeah, I feel insane. like in total, I talked to like three or four people that whole fest because of how many people were there. Yeah, and I'm uh, like big crowds, are like whatever. I'm not like the biggest fan of like being around like a ton of people. 
so I, no, I'm I, just, not I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I just tend to kind of just sure. be be in my own world. Yeah, I I think I I talk to like two people. I like talk to like Jay from Mindforce, uh, and like uh, just a couple other people. I can't remember. Like obviously my friends that I went with that I stayed in my Airbnb. But other than that, I wasn't like really like out like socializing. I was just like, all right, I'm here to catch these sets because there's so many bands I'd never even seen before that were played last year. I was like, I have to be here. I have to catch these bands and um, you know soak it up. Yeah, it was, it's definitely a cool experience. I've never, never uh, been to a show there at all, so it's definitely a really cool experience uh, for that to be the first time. And seeing Hands of God, like, oh, in that little ashram is pretty fucking crazy. The too. after show, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. I feel like I'm glad you got to experience it at that venue because uh, they're gonna move it this year to a new spot. So it would definitely would have been like a new experience. I'm like happy that they moved it, you know, closer to the beach, and uh, but the the Belasco. Oh, I heard about that. Was it going to be outside or something like that? Uh, it was supposed to be in. Uh, wait, was this even uh, announced? Because I don't know if I'm. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. I, I think I remember. Yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was at. Uh, it's supposed to be like it, it's a Ventura Fairgrounds. Uh, oh yeah, that that would have been cool, man. Yeah, just because the, the the setup and just I think just the weather. I think that's just the selling point because it's, it's just so nice up there. So just being that close to the beach and just having so much like you know space, I I think would have been like way cooler. Like the the Belasco wasn't bad, but uh, I think it just would have been cool to just be in like more of like an open area, just not so cramped. Was that were the last uh, were the last ones at the same place or was, were they at different places? I feel like the the videos I saw, I feel like the place looked way bigger. The Belasco, I think they'd only done the Belasco 2018 and 19. So I think the past two years. Oh, okay, I, weird. Yeah, because yeah, w- when it first came back, and I'm trying to remember correctly, w- w- when they first came back, they did it at the region, which was like way smaller. And before that, b- but before they put it on pause, they did it at uh, the Earl Warren Showgrounds or fairgrounds showgrounds uh, i don't know what it was okay, called but okay. yeah this place called earl warren and that place was huge that i like uh like 2000 it was like 2010 to 2012 they, they did it at earl warren and I, I think the place was like big but it was just insane because i i just like that the lights were on and you could see everything um yeah i feel like the videos i saw like the lights were on and everything that's exactly what it was but it looked it looked huge you know, it can't be like every everyone from like about six or seven years ago like the place looks fucking massive so i was like yeah it definitely looks a lot smaller it was definitely huge. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think I feel like both stages at Earl Warren were the same size, and it was cool because they would, you know, obviously like one band would play on one stage, and then uh, while that band was playing, the other band would set up on the other stage. So it would just like you know have this good flow. It, it would just alternate oh, like back and forth. That's yeah. That, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and, and like the, the stages were literally like right next to each other. So like it wasn't like you had to do like a big shift. They were like yeah. like right next to each other. It, it was super cool. I, I didn't That's mind really it. Cool. That that reminds me of those like that reminds me of those like crazy Pittsburgh like battle sets. Have you ever seen that? No. Tell me about it. Dude, there's these like I don't know exactly what bands they were. I truly don't remember. My memory's so bad. But it would be like like I don't remember exactly what bands they were, but it was like I think it was like a Pittsburgh venue. But I think it was like Ten of Swords and like oh, I don't remember, man. It was built upon maybe another band, but it was like as soon as the as soon as they stopped playing a song, the other band will play a song. It was crazy. It was literally crazy, and everyone was like run to the other side of the venue. It was, it was crazy. Wait, they're going song by my, song. My memory's so bad. Huh? They're doing like song by song, like switching off. I'm pretty sure. That's insane. It was like it was like a battle set. It was crazy. Okay, I, I gotta look that up because that sounds like really interesting. That's wild. Yeah, I'm probably a hundred percent wrong on the bands, but I'm pretty sure it was in somewhere in Pittsburgh. But it was it was crazy. It's probably like mid two thousands or like early early two thousands, like maybe oh three or oh four or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, I I wonder what it would be like today if somebody tried to do something different, spice it up. Hey, that'd be awesome, man! I could totally see that shit happening in Philly. That would be fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, now I'm trying to think. Uh, I I'm a huge fan of the the Unity Barbecue. Uh, did you guys play the first one? I think. Yeah, we we uh we played the first one. Yeah, that was like one of our first shows, I believe, was the Unity Unity Barbecue. Maybe that was like uh the third show. Damn, that that was really early. I, I, I yeah, it was super super early. I think it, I literally think it was like our third show. Maybe. Damn. Yeah. I, I like time, yeah, like I feel like just like thinking back, 
and things just like feel like such a blur because um, obviously this year it just feels like it's been so long but okay dude truly like thinking like like when you're asking me questions i'm like dude like i'm trying so hard to remember so half of this stuff i'm just like oh i have to like sit here and think for like two minutes straight my memory is so bad in general that it's like it's horrible <laughs> No, it's, it's totally fine. I, uh, I'm not perfect. I get things wrong on here all the time. So I'm, uh, you know, just because obviously this is just like free flowing and we're just talking. So it's it's not a big deal. We'll figure out if if, if we mess things up, people will reach out and tell us. Yeah, for, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, shout out Bob Wilson oh, for doing good. that. Uh, Unity barbecue. Yeah, I, Bob's the man. If you can remember, you um, gotta come to the next one for sure, dude. I would love to because I, I I look at that uh, lineup and I, and I just love the idea. Obviously, just grabbing everybody, uh, you know, who's just like local and just kind of like here, pl- everybody's gonna get on this show, play together, show everybody, you know, just kind of showcase what's going on locally. And I think that's like seriously such a cool idea, like in, in all types of it's music. Truly, it's truly awesome. Like, I feel like once shows come back around, like everything's gonna be a lot different and and feeling a lot of other places. Like I feel like the whole unity aspect is so prevalent currently. And it's such a shame uh, that this whole COVID thing happened because I feel like we are right at the, at the tip of like just getting everyone together, man. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just like, like I've never been to a show that like, like it was just perfect. I don't know. It was literally perfect. I'm really bad at talking, but it was just really cool. That was probably one of, uh, my favorite Philly shows I've ever been to. Yeah. And I'm sad that the, the second one got canceled. So I wanted to see what a carbonite set would be like, you know? Oh yeah. That's still coming though. That's going to be, that's going to be a great one for sure. Yeah. So many awesome. Yeah. There's definitely going to get, definitely going to get rescheduled. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully uh, things, and I, I hope things come back uh, sooner than later. Obviously I, I, I feel like everybody feels that way, but I, I just, yeah, it, it's been so long. Dude, it really has felt like so long. I feel like I feel like I heard um, Europe is going to come back first or something like that, and then the U.S. So I, I feel like maybe late 2021 we'll have shows again, but I, I have no idea how that's going to go. Yeah. I Well, you saw that. Uh, they put out that uh, lineup for Outbreak Fest for next year. Yeah, that's a, that was a great lineup. I think Vane, who, who else is on it? Vane's on it, right? Yeah, I think Vane. I, I think Sanction is on it, uh, just off, off the top of my head. But I, I just thought it was interesting that they announced it. <laughs> I, I, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, obviously, and I, I don't really see uh, like a light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe, maybe that's just where I'm at here in the states. But it's just like I was like, I, I just that was like an interesting move to announce it so early because the thought. Yeah, of- I think they, there was that, and then there was like a like a Habry tour they announced. Like it was, I seen so many announcements. I feel like. Yeah. I saw uh, there's like a, a rap festival that happens here in the states. They announced like a like that they're doing it in like Barcelona or something crazy. Oh, and it happened. Oh, no, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm. Uh, uh, oh, I was about to say. Yeah, uh, it's called uh, Rolling Loud. I'm sure you heard of it. Maybe. Oh, well, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So they're, they're taking that Barcelona. Yeah, I'm. I'm hold on. Let me look at. Let me look at just to make sure it's like the right country. Um, but yeah, yeah the, that's the, crazy. <laughs> Uh, let me find the flag. I mean, I guess what else can you do? But yeah, yeah. Hold on. So it's I'm looking at the point of the flag right now. Am I looking at the right flyer? Oh, I'm sorry, not Barcelona. It was uh, Portugal. Oh, Portugal. Yeah, 2021. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, but Barcelona like, would have been cool though. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm like looking at the lineup. I'm like, dude, all these Americans, like, how are they even going to get into uh, Portugal? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's insane. But but that's cool. Like, like this whole, during this whole thing, I've probably seen like the same, like, four friends just trying to, you know, stay low key, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, a couple weekends ago, friends and I went to this this local theme park because they were doing like this, like, uh, food festival. And, it was it wasn't like full capacity it was like you know there was like i don't even know how many people went but um just being in there and i wasn't even around a lot of people but i, I just felt strange just seeing so many people like in my vicinity i was like oh this is this seems kind of weird but uh, yeah it's like your it's like your brain restarted that's exactly how i feel i haven't seen anyone literally like no one like i hang out with my girlfriend i see like maddie and brandon from here the nice mm-hmm. and 
hang out with Tyler sometimes in my band, and that's really it. That's like I've been home this entire time, like working out and working. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, same here. Like uh, my like routine is like uh, wake up, go to work, come home, and uh, just try not to do anything. And uh, obviously, there's not a whole lot to do, but it's like yeah, like I'm, I'm totally fine just you know hanging out on the internet, just uh, trying to. Uh, you know, do some research, watch some Netflix, uh, do some podcasts. Uh, but yeah, so just going out for like that first time, like a couple of weekends ago to a, a theme park, it was just, yeah, it just felt so strange. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally sure. So I, th- I've, I've totally accepted that. Like I'm okay with like just never seeing anyone ever again. Like I literally <laughs> just like watch true crime documentaries and okay. read true crime books. And that is it. That's like all I do. I feel like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of like uh, crime, and, and this is—I'm uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it—but there's this podcast called Serial. Oh, awesome! It happened in Maryland. Dude, okay, so you know about it? Awesome. Like, yeah. Most people that I, I talk about, like, oh, well, I don't have too many friends in your area, but like the few that I've asked about it, they had no idea what I was talking about. I sounded like a weirdo, but for some weird reason, I'm obsessed with season one. Like I, I just I re-listen to it like every now and then, and I just I, oh I'm, yeah, I'm not satisfied. I've to that like three times. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So this is really exciting, and I'm stoked that you know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I'm like a nerd about anything true crime, really. Okay, but isn't that crazy that it, it happened like locally? Like, have you ever been to Lincoln Park? I think what Lincoln Lincoln Park is like. I'm trying to remember exactly where it is. I've definitely been there. I think it's like right outside of Baltimore, or like maybe I'm trying to remember exactly where it is. But I've definitely been there. Um, everything that they said, like. It's so hard. Do you want my answer, or do you do you just want to talk about it? Uh, okay, <laughs> this, could go, this, could, this could go either way. <laughs> let's build up to it. Okay, this this is okay, now. Okay, okay this yeah. turned. This was about Simi Locker, but now this is about uh, uh, Adnan Syed and uh, Jay yeah, exactly. Jay Wild. <laughs> but yeah, oh, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, um, when did you first like stumble upon or hear about cereal? Because I'm just so curious. Um, I think I was hanging out with a friend at the time. We were driving like three hours away to a show you know like like usual and i think they just put it on and i think it was like like literally the first episode and i think that was their first time listening to it too and i was just like so pulled in like that was that was the first true crime podcast i ever listened to i think was serial oh, and wow, i okay. think if i'm not mistaken that was the first one that uh got globally popular you know what i mean because that was i think that's, I, I think still that's yeah. one of the biggest podcasts 100 um, yeah ever right now still i think Okay, well, that that trip sounded like I was put onto it by like a friend, um, recommended it to me, and I was like, oh, this sounds weird, because and okay, and, and to, to Dude, be a hundred percent, that's exactly how I felt about it. But I was like, yeah, this shit, it sounds super stupid, but not like I'm not into this shit. And then as soon as I got into it, I was like, oh, this is like gonna be my entire life for like a month. <laughs> And okay, so I, I judged the, the the podcast because they're like, oh, um, uh, you should check out the serial podcast. It's like different stories like every week, and I'm, I'm an idiot. And I, I thought it was like cereal, like the like the breakfast food. And I same, was, literally same. Okay, I, okay, so, so we're in the same dude, boat. If you are an idiot, I am truly like, I don't know what I am, <laughs> but. No, I I thought it was the exact same thing. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to hear people talk about different types of cereal every week. But then I I don't know what what it was, but I uh, just was like, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna dive in, and then it was just not what I was expecting. And typically, I'm not like into serial killers or uh, stuff like that. I'm just like, whatever, like that doesn't really interest me too much. But. I just don't know what it was about this story. Maybe it's just the way that uh, the host, uh, you know, just uh, everything, just like the, the way that she would speak and just, uh, the way everything just laid out. I was, this is a really interesting story. And like once I got started, I was like, I have to know like what happens. And I, I just, just ran through it in like one day. Exactly. And I love how like uh, how informative it is because there's all these other podcasts who they'll just do like the whole baseline uh, information, you know, and they'll just go continue the next episode. But I love uh, those podcasts where it's, you know, it's the same track, the same story. And they, they dive so deep to the point where it's like, you can't really not know like anything else about it. You know what I mean? Like there's so much detail in it that it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's obvious and it's obvious what happened. <laughs> and I've uh, tried to find like other 
outlets to t- who like you know, cover that story and i've seen like youtube videos that are like 10 minutes and i'm like there's no way you can do this in 10 minutes and like i, I was just thinking to myself like why am i looking for other outlets who've covered this when like serial had done it like you know like really well and i was like i, I don't know if there's gonna be anybody who is gonna do it better and then i've spent like countless hours on the serial subreddit just trying to like read everybody's like you know their own detective work because like that whole subreddit turned into like you know everybody wow, became dude. a detective and i love that dude yeah i love I love the serial subreddit. Are you talking about unresolved mysteries as well? Uh, no, I don't think I ever listened to that one. Oh well, that's not. You don't listen to it. It's like it's just like a subreddit. Okay. That one's also really crazy. Oh no, they no, no. Solved oh. so many. Okay. They solved so many. Uh, um, like missing persons cases. It's crazy, dude. All right, you're gonna have to link me to that because that sounds <laughs> that sounds really interesting. Cause... Dude, it's fucking crazy. Like, okay, these people will like. I don't know what they're called, but these people will like draw these missing people but like it's like how they are like 10 to 15 years aged you know mm-hmm. since uh you know since they went missing and um it's crazy because that's like a lot of them that's how they're caught and there's a there's a video on that too i'll send you all this i'm so like into that shit <laughs> all right I'm, I'm definitely curious but okay so you listen to serial obviously uh all right i, I, I want to hear your thoughts on who did it I I think he did it personally. Oh wow! Okay, he did it just because. Um, what he brought to the table doesn't really match up to what the facts are. You know what I mean? But I'm all about, um, you know, if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. You should be free. You know, mm-hmm. but what the facts that are there, and especially with telephone calls and whatnot, like I don't know if you remember, like. Uh, they're looking at specific uh, telephone calls because they, they found it through the, uh, oh, what is it called? My memory's so bad. But anyways, uh, I think he did it personally. And th- like, I remember he got it. He had like a trial uh, set, but I don't think he, I don't think he won it. Yeah. The, Cause the, I think they're trying to uh, talk about how, uh, uh, Christina, his, his lawyer, like she just did like a bad job, and uh, they didn't talk to uh, was it Asia McLean? So uh, his new lawyer was Justin Brown. They were trying to like uh, uh, appeal that. Oh, and... I, I didn't know. I didn't know they switched lawyers. Well, um, so uh, Christina died, and then um, uh, we'll get no. So uh, oh, what? Yeah. So, uh, but this is before she died. So b- before she died, uh, I think it was like after the the second trial. Uh, he he got because like remember the first one was like a mistrial and then um they went yeah. to trial again and then he got convicted but then um he uh fired Christina and then he got a, a public defender and then that didn't work out but then he got this new guy who's like still working on it to this day I'm pretty sure I haven't checked in like a couple months but but this guy named Justin Brown and he's I think he's the the, the new guy who's like fighting for him to try to get him uh you know to uh, have his case like you know looked at again so he can you know hopefully get out. Yeah, no, 100%. It's so weird. Because at first, I totally was like, yeah, he didn't do it. But I think one day, I remember going through it all again. And I was like, dude, he like 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, he 100% did this. Because I remember, I forget, like, my memory is so bad. Mm-hmm. But I remember there being one specific thing. It was like, yeah, he, he had to have done this. I wish I remembered exactly what it was. But I think it was the telephone because you know how like they can track telephone calls or whatever yeah yeah because it was like they, they use like the uh, cell phone tower evidence yeah the cell phone tower thing yeah i just because i remember they had another dude um that was a suspect remember I, it was the the i'm talking about the guy who was streaking mr s is what they called him on the podcast yeah mr s I, yeah something like that and at first i was like yo that guy did it but i i don't know man now you're making oh, i don't know i don't know i think <laughs> i think I not did that, man. Okay. Uh, see, f- for me, I'm just I'm on the fence. I don't know because uh, yeah. I I hate the fact that Adnan uh, just doesn't remember the the details of that day because obviously you know he remembers things here and there, but when it comes to like the important stuff, he just doesn't remember. And I'm like, okay, that's and what like, I'm saying, and like I, I yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, like I, I, you have no idea how much I want him to be out of there. You know what I mean? But it's like, mm-hmm. bro, you gotta. At this point, I just want to make something up. It's like, bro, just say something. Just say something. Be like, yo, like, I didn't do this. Like, and here's why. You know what I mean? And then I'd be like, you know what? Like, let my boy free. You know, he didn't say shit. Yeah. And I was like, bro, you got you to gotta defend yourself somehow. And, dude, he's been so, in there. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't be there for him anymore, man. That's just how I feel. 
Okay, so you're out of the odd non- <laughs> out of the odd on corner. Um, he's guilty yeah, in your eyes. I can't. Yeah, I can't anymore. He made it hard. Yo, I, I'm telling you right now, if they ever build a time machine, I'm traveling back to January 13th, 1999, and I'm going to see what exactly happened to Hay, uh, Heyman Lee. Uh, will I prevent her death? No, I can't because I'll be like the butterfly effect. I, I might not even be born, but I want to go and see yeah. who did it. Like, I'm just that curious. Like, that's what I want to do when they build a time machine. I'm Instead of going to opening day on Disney or opening day to Disneyland 1955, I'm going to uh, Baltimore. <laughs> I'm going to see who killed Heyman Lee. I'm going to see if it was Jay Wild. Was it Mr. S? Was it some random guy that we've never even heard of? Or was it actually Adna? That's what I want to do. Dude, I'll be there 100%. I'll be there before you even get there. Dude. Dude, that's yeah, that's so crazy. But uh, and see, and I'm such a nerd. Like, if I ever go to Baltimore, that's what I want to do. Is I, I want to go to Leakin Park. I want to go to the Best Buy. I want to go to the, the Woodlawn High School and see the the, the tree with the plaque for um, Heyman Lee because I'm just so into it. I want to go check it out. Dude, I will 100% take you. Like, I think even that parking. I don't know if you remember, but the parking lot. Um, you remember that part? Where he's. I, I'm asking. I'm asking you because I like half remember it. Yeah, so so, I feel like there was this parking lot that was a huge deal. Yeah, um, he allegedly killed her in the Best Buy parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that it? Was it the Best Buy parking lot? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we can go to all those places. I don't even know if it's the Best Buy anymore, but I'm pretty sure all those units are on uh, are on that subreddit. So we can sure do that. <laughs> yeah, that that's just such a trip, and like, and I don't even know why. Uh, uh, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with it, but I'm okay. There was this show a, a couple of years ago. Um, it was on HBO. It's called The Night of. Have you ever heard of it? Dude, wait, The Night of. Yeah. Uh, is that where the one dude goes to jail, but he actually didn't do anything? Yeah, it, it was the like um, he took his like dad or uncle's like taxi that night, and then like yeah, he, dude, that shit was crazy, dude. I swear that was like like you know like they kind of got the idea from like because it came out like during like the whole hype of uh serial, and I was like maybe do they just like kind of like take the idea of like this guy who just doesn't remember shit and like you know put him on trial. Uh, I think I I think it had to been because yeah, now that you mentioned that, I think that was the exact same month i watched that yeah i watched that and the uh i don't know if you know that other hbo show i think it's called the jinx or something like that no i never heard of that one i think it's about robert durst i think his name is but uh basically that's about like a multi-millionaire who basically like killed like a ton of people and just like walked away from the murder it's crazy damn all right i'm gonna Dude, look the, end, the end is like the craziest shit ever i'm warning you right now it's like that's probably like one of my favorite shows ever, literally just because of how it ends. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. Okay. No, I'm I'm definitely interested. I, I I gotta check it out. But yeah, I'm stoked that you've seen the 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 night of because I I've like recommended that to like some people and like that's just yeah it was just so insane. Dude, yeah, for sure. I know if you want to know any more, like I'm so into that stuff. Like a lot of those Tenderfoot TV podcasts are really good. Um, even even the um, the uh, the fake stuff, you know, like uh, Radio Rental is really good. Um, trying to think of a few others, but I can't right now. But that's another really good one. And those, that one's just like episode by episode. It's like not one whole uh, story because a lot of people don't like listening to the same story. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't want to dig too deep. But that one is pretty baseline, and like every episode's different. But it's really good. All right, no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down for you know recommendations. I, I definitely want to check it out. But um, uh, last recommendation, uh, there was this show that came out a couple months ago. Uh, it was on. It was on Apple TV. It was called Defending Jacob. It's based off of a book. I don't know if you ever saw it. Defending Jacob. I don't think I've heard of that one. It's like starring uh, starring Chris Evans. I think that's the big deal. It's like his like first thing after like uh, Endgame ended. Uh, but it's, it's this really like, crazy story. I, I, I definitely got to uh, you know, send you a link to it uh, and you can check it out because it, it's like actually like, for for being like an Apple TV uh, original and it being so early on on that platform, <laughs> which I don't think that platform is going to last. But I, I think that is like high quality TV and that show is just so like insane. Defending Jacob. I'll have to check that one out then. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. OK, I don't know how I haven't heard of that. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it's because it's on Apple TV. Nobody, I don't know anybody that actually is subscribed to Apple TV. Literally, yeah, literally, like I don't, need, I like I didn't even know that was a thing. If I'm being honest, like like specifically Apple TV, I thought it was just like a, or, uh, a thing you set up for, okay, for like HBO. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I'm, I've been calling it the wrong thing. Excuse me. It's it's Apple Plus. 
not Apple TV. Apple TV is oh, the Apple little. Plus. Yeah, I'm sorry. Apple TV is the yeah, device no, that you I, get. It's like the little remote thing, right? Yeah. yeah okay. I, I messed yeah, that up, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's on Apple Plus. Yeah, because uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Bob Iger or whatever. Uh, that's that's why it's called Disney Plus. They definitely stole the idea from Apple. They were like, you know, they were like working together, and then they're like, oh, cool, we're gonna steal yeah. your idea, and we're just gonna call it Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. Yeah, uh, of but, course. But okay, but yeah, so definitely check that out. Defending Jacob, super awesome. I I, I highly recommend okay. that to anybody who uh, likes just good television. I, I think that show is seriously amazing. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely check that out. I might even check it out tonight. Like, I'm super into that stuff. So I definitely will. Okay. Well, damn. Uh, uh, this has been super awesome. I, I'm glad uh, you're down to do the podcast. Uh, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, shout out Delaware Hardcore, Philadelphia Hardcore, um, One Scene Unity. It's really, yeah, that's it, man. All right. Well, seriously, I, I thank you for taking the time coming on the podcast. I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, being down to talk about everything. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the new Simulaka record wherever it lands. Uh, uh, but seriously, thank you again, and thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamer K Podcast. Always on top.